In this episode, we're going to give you an advanced guesting strategy. Welcome to Why Your Podcast Isn't Growing, a podcast helping coaches, experts, business owners, or independent podcasters who want to do this full-time, gain clarity around why your podcast isn't growing as fast as you'd like, and learn the steps you need to fast-track slow and steady growth to gain thousands of new, highly engaged listeners. Hello and welcome back to Why Your Podcast Isn't Growing. My name is Anthony Winery. I'm Ty Gaucher. And in this episode, we're going to give you an advanced guesting strategy. So, Ooh. of course, if you've followed along for the last couple of episodes, for myself and Ty, we're really, really emphasizing um, the importance of guessing on other people's podcasts, featuring other people's shows, leveraging other people's audiences to fast track your growth, build your brand, build your expertise, and essentially grow your show much faster. Right. Within this whole process, it means you have to find the right shows to actually pitch to and guest on. And whilst you're guesting and pitching, you will go through phases of yeses. But honestly, you're going to get a lot no, of... No, don't say it. Don't say it. I don't want to hear it. No. Oh. No, I don't want you, Tyg. You, I don't want you on, on my podcast. Oh, God. I don't get out of here. It won't be that bad, but you will get I some rejections. But you will get some rejections along the way. Um, so we want to give you an inside look of our current strategy that we're implementing with our clients within the Get More Listeners Academy, which is our like personalized one-on-one coaching program. So when it comes to guesting and making the most out of it, um, the first thing that we want to understand is, number one, when you're pitching to more and more shows, once you've found the list um, of shows to pitch to and guest on, um, you want to, number one, just make sure you follow up. Once you get a reply, whether that's a yes or a no, there's different strategies you can use to make the most out of that guess, regardless of their answer. So, so I guess, what do I mean by that? So let's say, for example, what's a normal process or what does a workflow look like when a guest accepts you? So yes, Ty, I'm interested in having you on as a guest. Awesome. Let's get it booked. Perfect. So you keep that on track. You go back and forth and you'll, of course, book the meeting. Pretty straightforward, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not rocket science. Yeah, especially as a podcaster, you've been on the other end of this, right, the whole time. That's it. But again, unfortunately, just the way the game works, not unfortunately, just just reality situation is you're going to get a lot more rejections or a lot more people saying no, not interested or not the right time. So I want to give you different scenarios um, and different kind of tricks you can pull out your sleeve. Is that the right saying? I don't yeah, know. To make sure you still have your best foot forward. So these are just, again, we're going to just go through what we would recommend. So the first one is if you get rejected, a strategy you can approach if you get rejected by a show you genuinely resonate with and they're currently not booking people in or they're not interested for whatever reason, you can actually suggest a pod swap. Oh, So, Ty, what exactly is a pod swap? So, they just got rejected and we're saying to them that they should pitch a pod swap instead. So, what does that look like? What is a pod swap? So, a pod swap in our definition is when you and a different podcast, so we can just use us as an example, Let's say I have my own podcast called Tug's Books, right? And we've got While Your Podcast Isn't Growing. You want to come on my show, but I'm stacked with guests, so I don't actually want you on my show, right? I don't want you on Tug's Books. So you might say to me, look, I know you've got a top 1% podcast. I've also got a top 1% podcast. Hey, look, let's see if there's still a way we can support each other. How about we recommend each other's show to our listeners? And given that we both have similar audience sizes that have a lot of overlap, Maybe we can both grow our shows together, right? It will just be like two bands supporting each other at their respective hometown gigs, right? You live in one place, I come to you, 
you bring your fan base, I nick some of your fan base if I do a good job. Not nick, because they're still listening to both, right? And vice versa. And that's what we call kind of collaboration, right? It's a great way to make the most out of a bad quote-unquote situation where you can essentially get your show recommended in front of their audience and you can recommend their show in front of yours. Now, again, the caveat here is you don't want to do this with every single podcast because it just wouldn't make sense. You only want to recommend shows or pitch this to shows you genuinely resonate with. Right. You don't want to pitch to a show you don't really care for and you don't feel like your audience are going to gain tons of value from. Right, because you are promoting their show on your podcast and they're doing the same for you, right? So you only want to do this where you actually feel like there is a crossover because there's some shows where you might want to go on their show, but they might not be the best fit for yours and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the first one when it comes to get when you get a no, you can hit them with a pod swap if you genuinely resonate with their show. They recommend you, you recommend them. It's so great to get yourself and your name still exposed to their audience. You could do this for over a month. So that's four episodes mm-hmm. um, across the month. And the, the reason why that's so good is because if my listeners hear you on my podcast, mm-hmm. they might just be busy at the gym listening or something like that. So they might not actually dart over to your show right away. But then if they hear you the next week as well, they're like, oh yeah, I meant to check that out, right? So the, if we have this a string of episodes that you guys pod swap with, sponsor each other's shows if you like, then you're going to get the biggest conversions across a few episodes. However, we don't stop there because like we said, sometimes they might not be a good fit for your show, but they also don't want you on theirs. But you could benefit from being on their show. So how do we approach that? So the next thing that you could do if you feel like they won't be quite a value add to your audience is one, be honest with yourself. And then two, just instead of a pod swap, just recommend and just say, hey, I'd love to know if you would be open to me sponsoring your podcast for a month and having a trial run. And again, with this, you want to make sure you actually listen to their show, listen to the intro for their pre-roll and listen to you know, midway through to check if they have a mid-roll. I'll personally recommend um, pitching to sponsor their show for a pre-roll and mid-roll if you can, if not a mid-roll. And why I mention a mid-roll is because a lot of people most podcasts have very terrible retention time <laughs> when it comes to the intro. People just skip over that just right. by habit. Right. So if you listen to their show, you genuinely believe there's an overlap with your audience, you can really suggest, hey, I'd love to sponsor your show. I'm looking to sponsor a handful of podcasts in the podcasting space, in the business space, in the creator space, whatever space they're in. And you want to pitch that. Now, this is great because, of course, most podcasts – they want to get sponsorship. They want to get sponsored. They want to get recognized. And having someone sponsor their show, it feels like almost like a badge of honor. And for you, in terms of how much you'd be investing, it wouldn't be too much. So like we recently looked into how much it costs to get a mid-roll on a show or just to sponsor a show. And you're looking at around $25 per thousand listeners. So you can do this on a budget. To on a budget, yeah. <laughs> and you can, you'd can. like to offer them double that, really. Yeah, so for us, what we personally do with this is we like to have just a clear incentive. And we say, hey, look, we're looking to sponsor a handful of shows in space. I know we can't um, guess on each other's shows. However, if you're open to it, I would love to actually sponsor the podcast. And I'll happily pay 100% more than what the average cpm which stands for um cost per mil so cost per thousand listeners so for us we for each of the shows we, we would offer 50 a 50 dollar cpm and i'll recommend that you do the same so that would be around i think what 200 yeah 200 dollars to sponsor four of their podcasts over a month now 
if, you, if you're on a tight budget, this is actually a great way to get in front of the listeners. Sure. And if you do have a budget, this is a great way for you yeah. to milk as many podcasts within your industry and niche as you possibly can. Because we've got a decent budget when it comes to this stuff, right? But if you've got a decent budget, I would say spend maybe like a thousand, two thousand if you can and just experiment with multiple different shows. And this is brilliant because unlike the pod swap where you're limited with a number of shows, you can do pod swaps with because again, it's just you and another podcaster locked in this agreement. You can sponsor as many shows as you possibly can. Yeah. So as long as you can pick how many shows you want to sponsor based off of your budget. Okay. Great, Anthony. But I have some serious fear of rejection and I'm worried that I get ignored the whole campaign. What if I don't even get a chance to offer a pod swap or a sponsor? Well, first things first, stop being a pussy. All right, that, that's the first. <laughs> oh, I knew I was right to be scared. <laughs> but no, all jokes aside, look, I, I get the concern. I've had the same thought, honestly, which is, okay, great. I'm pitching to all these shows, but sometimes no one ever gets back to me, even after I follow up. So for us, the great thing is you can just start off a retargeting campaign three to four months after you've pitched to the show originally. So let's say, for example, you start pitching today and then in two weeks time, you've sent all your follow-ups and you've still been ignored by 10 shows. In three months time, you can just send the exact same emails, literally the exact same, you can maybe tweak one or two things, but it can basically be the exact same email and retarget the same shows you want to guest on. Most of the time, people get so busy, so worked up, and you might have just caught them in a busy period. Right. So when you follow up three months later, they could have a lot more availability. They could be a lot more open. And because you're showing up and you're being persistent, honestly, we we have gotten a long way just purely off of will and persistence. So when you keep showing up, you actually show the person that you're serious and not just coming and leaving, but you're coming and you're here to stay and you mean business. Right. So way to stand out from the crowd. That's a great to stand out from the crowd. So again, you can just retarget them. Um, and I had something recently where three months ago, I pitched to a show. They completely ignored all my follow-ups. What was it? It was a big show. It was well. a relatively big show, yeah. It was a great show. Top 0.5, top 1% um, of shows in entrepreneurship space. Pitched them three months ago, completely ignored, nearly let out here, but I held it all in. And then three months later, I actually pitched again and I got a reply. He was super engaged. We got a recording session straight away and we both had a blast. So the retargeting campaign does absolutely work. So right. those are three ways you can take advantage and maximize your exposure when it comes to guessing other shows. So Tug, recap. Number one, pod swaps. Pod swap. So again, you recommending their show on your podcast and them doing the same for you. You guys are basically swapping listeners by recommending each other's podcasts. Number two, you can sponsor their show. It's a lot cheaper than you think. You can do this with 10 shows at once, right? You're not limited to, you're not in a locked agreement. Or if worse comes to worst and no one replies, and just with the people that don't reply anyway, you can just go again in a few months, right? There's never stops. There's so much you can get out of collaborations and ulterior to guesting on other podcasts. So I think the call to action is simple as this. Just a break limiting beliefs if you're concerned about following up. You need to do this to have a successful podcast guesting campaign. 